Welcome to The Complete Musician, creativity at its core, exploring innovative musical ideas, thoughts, and techniques for the modern musician in today's society, with your hosts, James Nagus and Drew Phillips. Welcome to episode four of The Complete Musician, creativity at its core. I'm Drew. I'm James. How are you today, James? I'm good. How are you? Doing all right. James, uh, I wanted to ask you, how, uh, how are your chops doing this summer? Um, my pork chops? My Iowa pork chops? No, I mean your karate chops. <laughs> oh, you mean my lips. My embouchure. Um, well, let me ask you, um, have you been playing much this summer? I've been playing some, but sometimes it's really hard to get into a pattern like you do during the academic year of playing with all of your commitments and concerts and things when in the summer you travel and you have a lot of obligations going on that may not involve being in school and playing. So basically what you're saying is you took a vacation. I have taken a few vacations, not only traveling, but from the horn. <laughs> a horn vacation, yes. A that horn, is a healthy thing. A horncation, exactly. Aww. So James, you know, since we're talking about playing during the summer, you know, sometimes, like we said, it's easy to get out of that routine and you find yourself in not the greatest shape like you do when you're playing all the time. Well, and sometimes it's not just summer that prevents you from playing, but things like if you're sick or... Um, sometimes you're in jail. Yes, sometimes you get incarcerated. And um, <laughs> other times, you know, for whatever reason, if you can't practice like you normally can, you can take days off the horn. And I think the old saying is, what, one day away from the horn, you notice. Two days off the horn, the people around you notice. And three days, everybody notices. Everyone around you notices. Right, and we don't want that. Definitely not. And when you approach the new academic year, you want to be in the best playing shape possible so that you can, uh, you know, do your auditions if you have ensemble auditions as a student, or if you're picking up with your newest symphony season and you have a lot of hard literature to play, you want to make sure that you're in the best shape possible. So when you have to get ready for these events, and maybe you haven't played as much over the summer, there are certain things that you can do to help yourself get back in shape and avoid the dreaded which is our topic for today, summer chops. And I know we both approach getting back in shape during summer. Probably we both share some things. We may do some things a little differently. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I think it also goes without saying that everyone is a little bit different. And this is also dependent on how much time you've taken off. Uh, like, for example, uh, I if you're traveling or have a, a week vacation... Um, over the summer, taking a week off is not too bad, but sometimes uh, you have to take an extended period off. Like, personally, uh, a couple summers ago when I got married, I took almost a month off of the horn because of moving and because of uh, traveling to go places and preparation and honeymoon, too. Um, so I was... I took quite a bit of time off the horn. So there was a lot of things I had to do really slowly and really carefully to get back in good playing shape. But you were able to. I was able to. Good. <laughs> Thanks. One of the, <laughs> one of the <laughs> keys, 
uh, to my getting back in shape, even again, if I've taken off a really extended amount of time or if I've taken off a little amount of time, say uh, again, a few days or a week, is I make sure to take things slow right from the beginning so that I don't overexert myself. So and by slow, do you mean rhythmically slow or slow in terms of expanding your range? I mean, I sit in the car and idle down the road while playing the horn slow. That's what I actually mean. No, I'm kidding. So you mean you were practicing and getting back in shape at the same rate as someone waiting in the DMV? Yeah, or, you know, waiting for a line to open at Walmart slow. Exactly right. No, I'm kidding. Uh, when I say slowly, I mean keeping things in a really closed range so I don't expand outward, either high or low, too quickly. So, for example, would you say, what would be one of the first exercises that you would do? I know a lot of people have uh, a lot to say about this topic, but one of the first things I like to do is just some long tones when I first start out my practice and start rebuilding. Uh, I know they can be strenuous if done for too long of an amount of time, but I like to use them as resetting the chops and finding where each pitch sits. And focusing on a, just a good sound, right? Focusing on on making sure that my tone is even between notes and making sure that I'm making the best tone possible. Do you like to do um, crescendo, decrescendo, long tones, straight tone, long tones? When I first start out, I think I just do straight tone, long tones, just to make sure that the lips are vibrating really evenly before adding any kind of, uh, any kind of extra thing to them, kind of going back to our limitations talk we had a couple of podcasts ago. But... Definitely getting into some crescendo, decrescendo, going to some extremes of volume, absolutely. So I do like to do uh, long tones first, and then afterwards I'll do some really simple overtone exercises between pitches, but again, in a really close range so that I'm not getting too high or too low too quickly. Mm -hmm. I think that's similar to the things I do. My version of long tones is starting on middle C and then... Um, holding that note out and then doing a chromatic slur down to the C octave below that. And so bookending the chromatics with long tones and then just working one way chromatically down, expanding low first before moving high. And I think that's really important, especially when getting chops back, is to start low first before you move high. And even probably yeah, in the first couple of days, not even go above F or you know top space G. I completely agree with you. If I was to make kind of a plan for myself uh, over the days that I get back in shape, um, I've heard somewhere, and maybe you can add to this where it comes from, but I've heard that for every day that you take off, you have to double that to get back in shape. Yeah, I've heard that. All right, so in a typical first day that I get back on the horn, I usually only play for about 20 minutes because I really don't want to overexert myself. And playing much more than that is going to tire you out. For some reason, I have no idea why, our chops lose, lose endurance so quickly. I've it's never unfair. been able to figure that out. It's so unfair. <laughs> so I usually only play for about 20 minutes. The next day, I might play for 5, 10 minutes more. But that's it. And I think it's important too, especially when you're getting back in shape, to not get frustrated. Because um, maybe, you know, you won't have the response you're used to. Maybe you won't have the range you're used to. But don't keep pounding the horn in your face. Take time off. Take rests, Even if it's just that 20 minutes. And know that if you keep a methodical approach, it will get better in just a couple days. 
it's really easy to get frustrated when you start thinking of the skill that you may have lost during that time or isn't responding as quickly. Nothing like an air muffin to ruin your day. <laughs> I'd rather have an air cupcake, but we'll take air muffins too. What about an air taco? Or air Mountain Dew. Ooh. Creative music and podcast and Corn with a Hornbill are not sponsored by Taco Bell or any of its affiliates or the new Double Chalupa. Taco Bell's newest offering loaded with a double portion of savory seasoned beef, piled high lettuce, tomatoes, shredded cheddar cheese, nacho cheese sauce, and reduced fat sour cream. I guess that wouldn't exist then. Anyway, we digress. So after that second day, again, I keep adding just a little bit of time to all of my sessions and maybe even splitting it up, I've heard, into two different sessions in the day, but still a short amount of time. Like two 20-minute sessions separated by a great length of time. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a smart way to approach it. And so we're doing long tones in those sessions. We're doing um, overtone lip slurs in those sessions. and Which will be expounded uh, on much later in a later podcast. Indeed. And then I think another thing that we both do is we will use certain etudes. And I don't think there are a particular books. Everyone has different books they use, whether it's Koprash or Chantal or various melodious or legato etudes. But I think the key is something that you know over time that you respond to well. For me, that's legato etudes in the mid to low register. What about for you? I like to play the Vern Reynolds etudes immediately. All of them, starting 48 and going backwards. Backwards. I personally really like using the Chantal book, and I also like using the Conconi lyrical etudes uh, written for trumpet or horn. Uh, they don't go too high or too low from the beginning, and they gradually get a little bit longer and have a lot of sustained so that you can work on not only your tone, but your endurance. That's really all the things that I do when I'm getting back into shape. Uh, if I have no real pressing commitment, playing commitment to... Uh, to set in my future um again i take a little bit of more time every single day um usually i need given any amount of time i take off between two and three weeks and i'm usually feeling all right and when you have that amount of time to get back in shape it's great but sometimes you don't um i personally just recently had to take almost a week off the horn because i was sick actually couldn't hear out of one ear which i don't know made horn playing a little difficult um you can listen when you play. Oh, well, I mean, you don't use your eyes because you don't use watch conductors, but you do need to listen sometimes. Eh, all right. So, but I, I took some time off, and unfortunately I have a performance coming up very soon, so I had to get back in shape in essentially a matter of days. So, what are you doing now to quickly get back in shape? Well, honestly, I'm doing a lot of the things that we already talked about the long tones, the lip slurs, adding in some legato etudes. I'm just doing it perhaps a little quicker together and closer together than if you had the luxury of two weeks. But I think the important thing is that taking rest and taking time still between sessions, not resorting to pressure to get the high notes, just trusting that if you keep a methodical approach, your range will come back, your response will come back to what it was before. So like you said, and we've reinforced physically taking care of yourself as you're getting back in shape is a really big deal so that you're not hurting yourself by, like you said, putting too much pressure, uh, trying to get high notes or playing for too long and tearing down those muscle fibers in your corners that really make playing tough when you're trying to gain back endurance. 
Right, and I do want to say one thing, too. Uh, we're making this sound like taking off time from the horn is basically the worst thing you can do, but I actually kind of think it's good to take a vacation from the horn once in a while. And it's really not the end of the world. Um, I mean, if you're going to Hawaii or you're traveling the world for a short period of time, or even if you're just, I don't know, going to sit on the back porch with a cold beverage and enjoy the summer breeze, just you can leave your horn at home. It's not going to miss you for that long. I promise you, your horn will not miss you. Maybe it wants a vacation, too. You ever think of that? <laughs> You're right. I certainly find that taking time off the horn makes me feel recharged and refreshed. Uh, like, when I come back, it's a new challenge. And I want to, again, keep getting better and build on the things that I was working on when I last put it down. I feel re-inspired to play. So I think the takeaway, or perhaps the important thing here, is that regardless of the situation that you were in, when you're getting back in shape, when you're getting past the summer chops, it's important to reapproach the horn with a sense of direction, with a sense of technique. Good tone. Good range. Good form. Good clothes. Good posture. Good food. Good TV. Many unbearable hours later. Fashionable shoes. Sensible heels. Socks with sandals. Oh no, no. That that's not okay. We can't do that one. Oh, sorry about that. But instead, if you have a sense of purpose when you get back into playing, that's important. Just remember to take it slow, don't overexert yourself, and add a little bit of time to your practice each day. Another thing you can do in addition to your own practice is to just find opportunities to play. Uh, and you can go and play in low pressure environments like in retirement homes uh, for your neighbor. Uh, play in a church, the one you go to, or ask around to see if you can find opportunities to perform in one. Maybe if there's a local community band or community orchestra that plays during the summer, there are, those groups are almost always looking for players to join. Another thing I do to stay in shape during the summer is I teach lessons. I play with my students in their lessons, and it helps keep my chops up as well as theirs while they're improving. And say that you absolutely cannot part yourself from playing if you go on vacation. I know people that take mouthpieces. I know there's devices that's essentially just a little pipe that you can put your mouthpiece into that actually works quite well to just keep the vibrations going. So there is that option. They also have these little, I don't know if you've seen them, they're like little mini horns. They're kind of adorable. I don't think they sound that great, but they do kind of work. I can't get it at Sam's Club? Uh, no. No. I'm not interested. If you do, you have to get 10 of them. You know what they really need to invent? A What's plastic that? horn. Like the P-bone. Oh no. The tone quality would be wretched, but it would be really convenient for travel. Yeah, you could, you could stay in shape while also feeling terrible about yourself. But we're all about feeling good about ourselves. So until they invent that miraculous device, we'll stick with our horns. So we've been talking about getting back in shape and all the kind of things you should do when you're trying to regain chops after some time off. So we thought we'd give a little sample routine of something that you can do to get back in shape in this process. Uh, the first thing you do is in this routine is 30 seconds to a minute of free buzzing or mouthpiece buzzing. 
doing some sirens up and down, maybe in some kind of interval, like a perfect fifth. That's personally what I like to use. Uh, you can even do this as you're unpacking your instrument, getting ready to practice. The next step is doing a couple minutes of long tones, starting on middle C and going down chromatically just to F, a fifth below, and then going back to middle C and going chromatically up to G. And you can play these just straight, just going for nice solid sound and good tone. Or you can do it crescendo decrescendo, which is a more typical long tone style. Next in this routine is maybe around five minutes of overtone series exercises which we will expound upon again in a much later podcast. But uh, if you need any help, reference over to Jeff O'Girl's new book, Horn Techniques. Um, so without that shameless plug, uh, what I like to do is doing them in a small enclosed range. So maybe one thing you wanna do is start on open F horn with either uh, going from E to G or C to E, some really simple oscillations. For example, going and then going down in half steps. Etc. All the way down in the valve combinations. And then from that point of E to G going up in horn. All the way until you're going from A to C on B flat alto horn with trigger open. Five minutes of those exercises are great for resetting uh, your, your chops and getting them used to making really nice slurs and building endurance as you're going up and down the range of the horn. And next comes more chromatic scales, this time more focusing on the scale than the long tone. Start on middle C and go down a full octave. And the goal here isn't speed, but it's getting and centering every single note and just stretching down. And then work your way down from F down to low pedal F. After that, do some chromatic scales upwards, starting on middle C, going up to third space C, and then raising by half steps, all the way up to G, to second line G in the staff, only up to high G. You're not trying to overexert yourself and going as high as you possibly can right away. Next, it's time to add some printed music. So maybe 10 minutes or so of etude practice. And these can be any etudes, lyrical or technical, but the important thing here is you don't wanna go beyond the range, especially not higher than what you've already warmed up to. Some etude books that might be good to check out are of course the Koprosh method, the Chantal etudes, which is the grand theoretical method. I personally like using the Conconi lyrical etudes for trumpet or horn. The Shoemaker are another nice set of lyrical etudes as well. Some other good ones are Paul Basler's legato etudes based on interval that are really nice for playing really connected and musical. And Drew, I know you have an etude book of high-range expansion overtone etudes, don't you? I do. My duet book, Reaching Higher, is a duet book for uh, two horn players to expand their high range using overtone series combinations. Uh, that would be great in, in better acquisition of high range, even if you're just trying to get back in shape. And James, you know, I know there are some modal etudes that you've written uh, that are pretty good, that are pretty simple for getting back in shape, right? Oh, that's so thoughtful of you to bring up. Uh, but in all seriousness, yeah, they, these are a book called Approaching Atonality, and it's the etudes are designed sequentially so that each one expands by only a half step in only one direction at a time. So it is good for rebuilding embouchure. So apart from the shameless plugs, uh, the last thing to do in your routine is just some slurring down of overtone partials and kind of a warm down. 
uh, so that you're 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 going from high to low and letting the lips relax from the work that you just did. Um, what I like to do is I like to start on uh, on third space C with trigger open and gliss my way down not very far, maybe just an octave. For example. And then going down by half step. It's a really nice cool down for when you're just done some pretty strenuous playing, especially if you haven't played in a while. All right, so that's free buzzing, long tones, overtone exercises, chromatic scales, down, then up, etude practice, and then warm down. Absolutely. And on that first day, when you pick up the horn, I think that should be contained in 20 minutes. I don't think you should play any longer than that. And your highest note should be G on top of the staff. Uh, that second day that you play, uh, add five more minutes on to your etude practice so that you're still working with your overtone series and your long tones, uh, but you can expand the range of your exercises maybe up and down a note, for example, up to A flat or A in the high range, or maybe down a, a half step or a whole step in your long tones. On the third day, add on one more note to those and play five more minutes of etudes. On the fourth day, again, add on another note and play five more minutes. Now you've added on 15 more minutes of playing to your, your, your practice session. On that fifth day, at this point, because you could keep adding on time, I think at this point you could split into two sessions, playing 20 minutes of that routine that we talked about, rest for at least 20 minutes, and then play for another 20 minutes uh, of this routine that we've talked about, but instead of playing etudes, substitute your solo literature or your excerpts that you want to work on. That way you're getting back into the groove of things and you're working on the stuff that you really need to. After that in the sixth day, add five more minutes to both of those sessions. And then on the seventh day, which makes up that whole week, add five more minutes on to both of those sessions. It's kind of a layout and a blueprint for getting back in shape, gaining some more endurance. But remember, always rest. Make sure to take time to rest, even within these sessions, especially when you're just starting. So try that routine for a week and let us know what you think. Or let us know what kind of things you'd like to do to get back in shape. We're always curious for new ideas. So after this podcast, it's going to be a little while before we have another episode. So go ahead and re-listen to the ones we've done before and uh, stay tuned for the next one. Thanks for listening. Have a great summer and good luck with those summer chops. And again, feel free to contact us by leaving a message below or contacting us at coremotohorn at gmail.com. And remember, as Ferris Bueller teaches us, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss your cue for the long call. <laughs>